Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. My guest this week is the very funny Peter James, who's all the way from Brisbane. We take a look at Elon Musk's bedside table. It's as unhinged as you'd expect it to be. Jordan Peterson is in Australia and he's performing at Parliament House. And meanwhile, China has an ingenious way of preventing people on the internet from finding out about the protests happening over there. Before we get stuck into that, I've got shows coming up in Perth, Fremantle, Canberra, Marker River. I'll be announcing extra shows soon in Adelaide, Brisbane, Sydney, Darwin. So head to my website for details about all of that. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a nice review so that other people can find out about it. But now, let's get into it. But first, of course, as always, the best intro music in the business. Um, Peter James, thanks for coming on the pod. Hello. Thank hello. you so much for having me. <laughs> Is that how you want to introduce yourself? Just a hello. hello. <laughs> yeah, man. You uh, sound like Frank Walker from National Miles. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of similar values. Um, it's wonderful to be here, Michael Schaefer. I got a tram out here. Yeah, because you're from Brisbane, so that must be exciting for oh you. Oh my god! Oh it was, my god! We've got I've trams been tra- I've been, and coffee. I've, oh, it's the tram is an, a brilliant invention <laughs> because it's like a, a train that can get stuck in traffic. <laughs> you guys are so smart. That's actually what a smart city you guys. Because you say you are so clever, and aren't you right? Well, do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you're really endearing yourself to my Melbourne listeners. But do you know what I think is quite funny about the tram situation? Yeah. There used to be this ad campaign and it said, uh, had a picture of you in a car stuck behind a tram. Okay. And it said, in your way. Uh-huh. And then it had a picture with you on the tram and it said, on, on your, your way. way. <laughs> Which I think is very funny because... Either way, if you're behind that tram or on that tram, yeah. you're still arriving at your destination at a slow pace. Yeah. Because you're still you're still limited by the pace of the tram. So what they're admitting there is that trams are very annoying. Who was it, was this a Melbourne campaign? This is a Melbourne campaign to get people to be on trams. Wow. Yeah. Well it's working. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. I've had um, a disproportionate amount of screamers. Screamers on the, on the trams. Oh, okay. I feel like a few of them. Melbourne um, has really delivered in the week and a half I've been here, in terms of crazies yelling. Oh, really? A lot of it. More so than in Queensland. I'd n- I've never seen a crazy really yelling. Although I don't catch public transport. Yeah, that's because you're in your car up in Queensland. It would be crazy but if you were in your yelling. car. <laughs> <laughs> I do drive with my girlfriend a lot and that's like similar, but yeah. less meth, just Italian. Yeah, um, which is arguably worse. <laughs> More addictive. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a great question though, by the way. Yeah. What would you rather is... be Italian or be a oh, meth addict? Oh, what, 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 a great question, Michael. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very good question. I would choose. Mm, I think well, one rather... you have a massive appetite, and one you have none at all. <laughs> so, we, we, how do you like eating? Oh, I, I was going to say question. one you have a massive appetite, and the other you stay up for days on end. 
could be either. Why do you have math stats? That's true. All yeah, people who do, who do math are all very skinny, and people who are Italian <laughs> eat a lot of pasta. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, of, not a lot of overlap between the math <laughs> and the Italian communities. <laughs> you never have you ever seen an Italian meth head? Think That's about it. so true. Really? Have you? Well, I had, I don't live there, so also when I see meth heads, I don't inquire as to their nationality. Oh, first thing I ask. <laughs> I've been compiling a sort of spreadsheet. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, absolutely insane people, Elon Musk. Mm, uh, this, guy a, this guy is incredible. I know, I'm a professional, mate. Nice work, man. He's uh, purchased Twitter. You're, you're familiar with Twitter? Yep. So he posted this photograph on Twitter the other day, quite recently, of his bedside table, okay? Mm-hmm. And he just said, this is my bedside table. Can I show you the picture? Yeah. What do you make of this? So... For our dear listeners, if you haven't seen the photograph, I'd recommend Googling it, but yep. there's a, a photo of a big gun. Then there's yeah. the, the, it includes next to that an old relic gun, which apparently is a replica of George Washington's pistol. Yep. And then he's got four opened, presumably empty, Diet Coke cans. Yeah. And he's posted this on the internet. Does this look like the bedside table of a sane man? It does look like the bedside table of a rich man because you've inc- <laughs> what you haven't mentioned is there's a um, a Voss the glass Voss water bottle water bottle which I think you have to have be a billionaire to legally buy. <laughs> That's the most impressive part of that table for me. The more than bottle. the George Washington relic, more than the very big and impressive handgun. Mm. Uh, the Diet Cokes I could give or take, but the Voss, that's, I mean, that's lavish. I don't know, there's something next to the gun. It, it looks maybe just a lanyard or something. So this is, what you're picking up there is like a little, looks like a jewel of some sort. Apparently it is a, it is a Buddhist amulet that symbolizes indestructibility. Next but to I- the two guns. <laughs> <laughs> Destruction yeah. and indestructibility all in single frame. Yeah, it's such Incredible. a beautiful juxtaposition, isn't it? He's a very smart man. I think that drinking four Diet Cokes is more symbolic of indestructibility. If yeah. you can put that much caffeine in your system mm. and survive, I think that's pretty impressive. I think that's the reason why I included it. It's quite a big flex. Massive flex. But also, you would think the benefits of having diet coke would be negated by <laughs> having four of them. doing four <laughs> just have a single normal one what would you think is better for your body four diet cokes or one hit of meth oh, i mean i would still probably take the cokes but <laughs> <laughs> i like how you did think about that though you would quite yeah. deeply yeah, well, I was just trying to think of another awful thing to say about Italians, but um, <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> is, was there any context? Was there a caption with this photo or just a... There was no caption. It was just, this is my bedside job. Because I think what he's trying to do is he's trying to maintain interest on Twitter. So he's posting a right. lot because he knows that a lot of people are leaving Twitter. So I think he thinks it's up to him to post the content that's going to keep people on his platform. And so he's decided to pop, pop this on the internet and show us his guns and his Diet Cokes. He also did a follow-up tweet where he said, I apologize for the lack of coasters underneath the Coke cans. Oh, look to the right of the Coke cans. There's rings, the rings everywhere. It's gross. Oh, he does this a lot. Yeah, he's disgusting. Yeah, and a big gun a big gun ring. <laughs> Put down a gun coaster, Elon, for Christ's sake. Oh, the Buddhist amulet's leaking everywhere. It's marble, mate. You've got to look after it. Why what are people leaving Twitter because Elon Musk bought it? 
Well, and if so, who, who are these people? Well, I just saw Jim Carrey tweet that he's leaving Twitter. Oh, the very sane <laughs> and normal Jim Carrey's out of here. And I was like, you know that you're crazy when Jim Carrey is like, this guy's a bit too much yeah, for Yeah, he's me. like, I'm not even a person. I'm a sp- soul. <laughs> yeah, and no. he's like, I'm taking my soul off your platform <laughs> so I can spend all day painting and saying strange things. Yeah, pretty much. So, well, Mate, so- it's built for you. <laughs> You are the platform. You are exactly who it is meant to be. It's crazy people saying crazy shit. That is so true. But um, it's also racist people. So a lot of racist people mm. are now dropping the N-word left, right and centre. So the N-word went up 500%. Was it trending? It was, yeah, it was trending. No, I'm not sure oh, it was okay. trending. Yeah, you probably like, can't get a slur to trend. Yeah, it'd be crazy if... I wasn't sure if that had changed. I've, try, I've tried pretty much once every year <laughs> to get one off the ground. <laughs> You're going to love Twitter because that's mostly what it is these days. A lot of hate speech. Yeah. Uh, masquerading as free speech. Yep. Uh, a lot of racial slurs. A lot of anti-Semitism. I mean, Kanye's really held out with that. It's yeah. a crazy place. Yeah, man. I, it's really popping off. But the people that like would leave because Elon Musk... It, would you get off a platform based on who owned it? Well, put it this way. I'm on TikTok and that is owned by the Chinese Communist Party, one of the best <laughs> governments in the world. Really cool stuff. <laughs> they're doing it. They're the doing good work. Chinese Communist government to me is good. Like, is good. It's funny if it just like cut off now yeah. and you just hear like Xi Jinping's voice. The mic just <laughs> bursts into flames. Um, I think the yeah the, the Chinese Communist government is like a kickflip and it's cool. Um, <laughs> you know, I've never thought of it in those terms before. Yeah. And the Western world is rollerblading in comparison. Which is not cool. Which is not cool. Yeah. And not something I... Would I don't agree with rollerblading. I agree with doing a kickflip. Yeah. And I think doing a kickflip is the coolest thing you can do, as is being the Chinese Communist government. Sure, sure. Do you know what the Chinese Communist government is currently doing? So there's people protesting kick, kick in... Flip. Kickflip. <laughs> in between kickflips. Yeah. Sorry, you get your news from Twitter, I get my news from Tony Hawk. <laughs> and he's, got, he's taken a step back in his recovery, he had a broken leg. Oh, he broke his he leg? He broke his upper leg. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah, we're not on Twitter, but Tony will tell you. Is, Continue on. So he's not kickflipping? No, he's taking a break. Oh, so he's And he's cool. the best kickflipper of all time outside of the Chinese <laughs> communist government that own TikTok. But we will continue on because Tony Hawk is not the premise of this podcast. Well, he should be. He should be. Next, Fuck, he's so cool. So what the Chinese government is doing, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. So there's currently protests in China because China's still going for zero lockdown, zero COVID. So there's lots of lockdowns. Yeah, that's right. And so millions of people are, are still getting locked down all the time and often it's for crazy. lengthy periods. Mm. So now there's lots of protests and people pushing back against the government, which is quite rare in China. And there are videos of this being circulated on the internet, including Twitter. Now, what China has decided to do in order to prevent people from seeing those videos mm. and being uh, riled up by them is they have recently bombarded Twitter with advertisements for escorts in the cities where those protests are happening. <laughs> so, for example, let's just say there's a big protest happening in, uh, I think it's Ningjiang. I think that's the name of the place. That's probably wrong, but it's something it was a city like that. They then bombard Twitter with escort advertisements for women in that city. So when you Google or search that city on Twitter, right, you don't get the news of the protests you get horny women in your area 
looking for a man to have sex with. And it works. Wow. Imagine if you were like searching for information about fighting for democracy and overthrowing a dictatorship. Yeah. But instead you were given horny singles. You're going to completely forget about your democratic principles and go straight for the horny singles. I mean, you would. Even now, I've completely forgotten... What we were talking about. I've completely forgotten about what the issue is. I'm just thinking about the uh, like th- things like breasts. <laughs> well, that's what they want from you. I'm thinking about things like breasts. I'm thinking about uh, vaginas. Yes. And bottoms. That was one of the worst <laughs> pronunciations. Vaginas. What do you call it? <laughs> you going to call it a vagina? <laughs> There's something... There's something really d- disturbing about your pronunciation of the word vagina. All right, what, say it again. <laughs> say it again. What did you call it? There's Is this a cultural do thing? Do you know what's even more d- disturbing? The way you called it a bottom. A bottom, yeah. <laughs> that is an incredible bottom. That's, that's really... <laughs> is there like a third party that has these ideas for government or do government have these ideas for government? I think the government has these ideas. I think we don't give China enough credit for how good they are at distracting people mm-hmm. and maintaining control. And this is just a very clever way to keep people distracted from what's happening. Like yeah. I presume that if you ever typed in like Tiananmen Square into a Chinese search engine, you're not getting Tiananmen mm. Square, the you're massacre. Getting... You're getting sexy <laughs> singles in Tiananmen. <laughs> <laughs> that, it, it's clever. It's like pretty It's good. pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, so if you're ever in, if you're searching for... Chinese cities and you see mm. singles in that area pop up you know some shit's going down in that place yeah and pretty wild to have to look up world news on incognito <laughs> what a world we live in that is quite um yeah disturbing when your yeah. partner like opens your laptop but why are you in incognito mode just reading about the protests in Iran yeah but there's all these hot chicks <laughs> as well so interesting, by the way, it's interesting time for you to be in Melbourne because uh, Jordan Peterson was just here last week right. f- to have a big incel convention. <laughs> yeah. And you were coincidentally here at the same time. So Yeah, well, I was, open, actually... I was opening for him. <laughs> you did a tight five. Yeah, I did, I did a bit up top. And how did it go? It went really well, actually. Yeah. yeah it did was... you do your vagina a bit? I did my vagina a bit. And, um, Talk about bottoms? Yeah, I did bottoms. It was good. It was like a nice way to break up the trip yeah. to do... Because it was like kind of in the middle. I've done 14 shows in the eight nights that I've been here. Yeah. Does that include opening for Jordan Peterson? Um, well, that, I, that's the 15th. Yeah. But I don't consider that a show. I consider it like a, um, it's a call an act of service. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He was invited to speak at Parliament and I've got a couple of photos to show you of that speech. So did you see this? So he's in Parliament. No, was this was he uh, take, taking a photo with Scott Morrison? And he got was a photo with one? ScoMo? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. saw that. And that was, uh, what did you think of that? Uh, mashup. Oh, great collab, like yeah. Simpsons Futurama. You know when they do the crossover episodes? <laughs> yeah, what a crossover. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw Homer and Bender yes. in my head. <laughs> Jordan Peterson's quite an interesting character because either side of people that love him and people that hate him, mm. I don't think there's anyone else that has such a divisive... Like some people will go, this this is a, such a wholesome man who has done so much for my life and whatever, blah, blah. Yes. And like, you know, because he, he gets like publicly emotional and 
you know, like a sweet, people that go sweet, sensitive, kind man, and then other people are like, this is the most evil person alive. And you go, how is this one guy? Do you know why? I think it's because half of the stuff he says is actually quite good. It's like, yeah, it's speaking to men about the male experience and it's not political. It's just like giving them motivation and advice on how to deal with grief and betrayal and yeah. challenges in life and that's all really great positive stuff but then he'll then get asked about like what do you think about gay people what do you think about trans people yeah. and then he just says the most fuck shit and so then that upsets you know the other half of the population yeah. so there's kind of like two of them there's like there's two Jordan it, that's Peterson's. what it does feel like because yeah, yeah a, a clip will occasionally pop up and you go oh that's quite a profound just, and interesting I often point say that's been made. stuff and I'm like oh yeah that's a nice that makes thing sense to, to me yeah. Yeah. And then you go like, well, hey, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, you know. <laughs> and then he'll tweet about how like there's this like plus size model that he doesn't want to jerk off to. And he's like, this is. <laughs> that one particularly, <laughs> I was like, surely at this point, you know what you're doing. You know, that very much, that was a big, that felt like a big troll job. Yeah. To me, I'm like, that is crazy. And it kind <laughs> of led to him actually being kicked off Twitter. Oh, he took a break from Twitter after that because right. there was so much abuse being hurled at him after that. But I don't know why he's going on that. I don't know why he's like deciding to express those opinions. Just do the stuff that, you know, is nice and like be like, yeah, you're a man and you've got to, you know, be disciplined and make your bed. That's all pretty wholesome stuff. Yeah. It'd be great if... Because, you know, we like general public, we, all, we always view people in absolute terms, absolute mm. evil, absolute good. Absolutely, yeah. So, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, That's me, king of the riff right there. It would be great if we like, <laughs> if we were able to separate. I guess it's that thing of like, can you separate? Not that, you know, he, he, he's art, but, you know, we, we can never separate the art from the artist. Mm. But like... How, can you separate his tweets from his personality? Is yeah, it's saying? like, if we were able to segment and come compartmentalize parts mm. of someone's ass you'd probably we could probably get something beneficial for humanity out of everyone yes if we were able to just go ah. even hitler had some good qualities yeah incredible paintings <laughs> hitler's the ultimate can you separate the art from the artist yeah he had great paintings and he could dress and i remember there was a de- we had a debate in high school of was hitler a good leader but not a good like obviously. But was he an effective? What school did you go to? Um, this was the This is a high school or a neo-Nazi. Well, camp? the schools that I went to, Michael, um, was a very good school. Um, but it was like, was he? Because you know, he was like, in terms of leading mm. policy and things aside. Yeah, was Spoke a commanding. Very well, presented and, well. Free healthcare. Yeah, and like these was, are all good things. You know, it's like. I don't know. I don't like how I've gotten here from separate the art from the artist, but like, but you know, there's like it's very it's just very interesting. That well, so what you're just trying to say for our listeners to be yeah. really clear is that you don't think Hitler was that bad. Yeah, <laughs> he was cool. I think that there are things we can learn. Yeah, like you could take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I real I feel like I've really trapped you in a in a corner here. I feel like I've trapped myself in a corner, Michael, and I don't want you to take any responsibility or blame that's, for the things I've done. That's actually true. I've gotten caught up trying to make myself sound smart. Yeah. And well, speaking I've, of people who like to sound smart, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Recently, going back to what you were saying about yes. how he just tweets Fifty percent of all the stuff he tweets is is good, and the other fifty percent is like, "What are you on about here?" Yeah, he just tweeted randomly the other day um, 
uh, he, he complained about the Qantas welcome to country announcement when you land. If you haven't flown Qantas, in the last couple of years, they've started playing a welcome to country message when you land in a different city. And Jordan Peterson, who's not Australian, he's Canadian. So I don't know how much he knows about Indigenous history, Australian history, the history of the welcome to country. But he's coming and just tweeted about how it's, you know, wokeism being thrusted down people's throats. And this is him doing one of his troll-like tweets, I'm sure. Yeah, it's so funny, people that... Like, just treat it like it's this... If, if you're not interested, treat it... Safety demonstration. Yeah. Tune out, podcast <laughs> on, if it's not for you. Well, the reason why he does these tweets is because it gets him invited to pretty cool things like Parliament. Parliament and so, yeah. if you look at who turned up to his speech in Parliament, I find this very funny. So, this is from behind. <laughs> <laughs> so... Also... Peter in is the laughing same, at... In the same way that... <laughs> Jordan should know that things that he puts out are going to get a massive reaction. Surely Parliament knows that who they've sat in the front is going to get a bite. So for for our dear listeners, the people who are front and centre of the George Peterson speech in Parliament are... Well, Pauline Hanson is front and centre. Front, red and (laughs) centre. Front, red and centre. Next to her is her sidekick, Malcolm Roberts, who is, if you don't know, is like an anti-vax conspiracy cooker can i tell you an interesting story about malcolm roberts <laughs> please so this was several years ago so and he, malcolm roberts is also a one nation senator insane guy yeah but several years ago i was hosting a community tv show that mm-hmm. called was, the project <laughs> <laughs> no, this one had an even bigger audience this yeah, one was nice. called the leak and okay, it was, yep. it was, you could catch it in like Melbourne and Sydney, Adelaide, I think as well. Yep. But one day, uh, Malcolm Roberts agreed to come on the show for an interview. And before we started the interview, the producers of this community TV show came out to me and they said, just so you know, our community TV license is expiring at the end of this year. And we're hoping to get it renewed for another 12 months. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of government officials don't want to renew the license because they think it's a waste of money. However, Malcolm Roberts is one of the people who's very keen to renew the community TV license. So, when he comes on the show and he says batshit crazy stuff, can you please not challenge him on any of it? Oh, great. (laughs) So, Malcolm Roberts came on the show and this was about 2015, 2016. The main kind of issue at that time was climate change. That was like really big in the news. And he started talking about how the United Nations is part of this like global conspiracy to lie about climate change so that we invest in solar power and renewables instead of fossil fuels and yeah and he just went on all these like cray really these insane statements and if you i tried to find the interview thank god it's nowhere on the internet or at least i hope it's nowhere on the internet yeah because it's just me like nodding along to all of it and going yes this sounds like a good opinion correct and then and then i remember because i've seen it um (laughs) i remember you because he he said he goes on that big tangent and then you look to the camera and then you say much like a kickflip. <laughs> this is cool. 
<laughs> and good. <laughs> and then I thanked the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. And then we went to an outbreak. Whores, <laughs> <laughs> whores. Everywhere there's whores. Hurrah, <laughs> whores. Ukraine, whores. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Michael Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, people love those ads. <laughs> Man, I can't stop finding them. <laughs> so uh, that, that's my only that's interaction so with Malcolm funny. Roberts. And it upsets me that that is my only interaction. That's hilarious. And I, I hope that no one ever finds that video. But here he is in front of Jordan Peterson, right next to Pauline Hansen. And yeah, I think that if you're ever like performing or speaking somewhere and the front row is comprised of yeah. Pauline Hansen and Malcolm Roberts... You really have to question what your marketing campaign has mm. been for that event. Do you think they just lucked into the front row, or do you think they got there early to make sure? Absolutely, I reckon they camped out the night before. Yeah. Pauline like, in a we got to be at the camping front. chair with a hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what an eclectic mix of people. A real yeah. eclectic mix. Now, one thing I do want to bring up with you is you've been following the Qatar World Cup controversy. Uh, no, not overly, to be quite frank. So, basically, the World Cup's in Qatar and they've yep. got some really bad human rights record mm -hmm. on many issues. You know, gay rights, mm -hmm. migrant workers, etc. So, they've been trying to stop people protesting. Uh, now, China has been very good, as we've just discussed, stopping people from protesting mm -hmm. by, you know, advertising singles in those areas. Yeah. Uh, in Qatar, they've just been trying to, like, ban people from going to the stadium with, you know, colourful rainbow outfits and things like that. Right, yeah. But this guy managed to get onto the field. So this uh, protester jumped on the field. He's got the rainbow flag. He's also wearing a Superman T-shirt that says, Save Ukraine. And on top of that, if you look at the back, it says, uh, Respect for the Iranian women. So this guy is the most efficient protester I've ever seen in my life. Three things... You think it's too many messages? I think you got to pick a message. Yeah. I, I, well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking like, that's a lot of information to convey to people. And I'm just not sure. I think you kind of dilute the message a little bit because it's like, okay, gay people, Ukrainians and Iranian women. That's a lot to handle in one protest. Yeah. And then you're going to be later trying to explain to someone what happened. And you're going to mix all three into one mm. and not, it's going to say... Save the gay Iranians. <laughs> the Ukraine. What was he saying? Save Ukrainian Superman. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was. He was going really fast. <laughs> Do you reckon um, somewhere in that stadium, there was a man that was going to streak just in the traditional <laughs> sense and then saw that and was like, well, I haven't really prepared anything. You know what I mean? Like... And then you he's like, "It's a hard streaker to follow." Like he's about to run on nude, and then the pro the protest guy with three causes comes past, and he's like, "Fuck!" And he's just like, "Oh, save the whales!" Like in sharpie on his <laughs> on his chest. Hundred percent, because you you'd look at that guy and be like, "Well, this guy is fighting for three causes. I'm just about to run on and show my dick yeah. on." The I'm world raising stage. awareness <laughs> for my dick. <laughs> I want my dick to be more in the public eye. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, I don't want to look like." I don't care about the planet. So yeah. that's quickly right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Climate change <laughs> is bad. Is bad. <laughs> Everyone's like, what an absolute hero. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Do a kick clip and then run out of the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, thanks for coming on the podcast. Mate, thanks so much. Um, how can my listeners find out more about you, 
Where do you live? Where, can I <laughs> Where do I live? Uh, so th- <laughs> three slash 11. Uh, high, um, no, We're not going to beep that out just so you know. <laughs> if you What's can fill out the rest of the suburb in Brisbane, <laughs> you're more than welcome to come and visit me. Um, on Instagram, my, my handle is diapedes, D-I-A underscore P-E-T-E-E-S. Yes. Because I have diabetes. Oh, do you? So that's a joke. That's pretty funny. Thank you. No one gets it. <laughs> I've actually always wondered why that's your handle. Yeah. And now it's pretty nice much universally know. everyone goes, what's that about? And then you say I've got diabetes and they get very they sad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Good luck with all of that. Um, yeah. I hope that... Thank you so much. You're not going to die from it, hopefully. <laughs> all right, better end the podcast right now. How I'm- do you make a bang <laughs> sound on a microphone? Oh, I've been dead. Um, no, but I've had the most wonderful time with you, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, if uh, I'll be back for the comedy festival, so if anyone wants to come and see my one of the two shows I'll be doing here, I'd yeah, love to have you along. Um, bring an insulin injection, and bring, you'll be in the front row. Bring a pastry. Let's gamble. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a cupcake before the show, and we'll see how far in I get. <laughs>